Welcome to the Being Remade uh, podcast. I am here with my brother, Joshua, and my dad, John. And uh, the purpose of this podcast is to talk about uh, being remade, uh, talking about with uh, what it looks like uh, to be a Christian, uh, to live by faith in the real world, uh, and also to be able to ask, you know, our dad (laughs) questions about those things. So the first topic is uh, what it looks like to be uh, remade. And the purpose of this comes from 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is, in, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. What does it look like to, you know, be remade or to be a new creation? Different perspectives. Well, I think it it's important to... Um, view scripture in its totality and that means you have to look at the old and the new Uh, one of the illustrations one of the best illustrations for this I think is the the potter and the clay and you'll see references to to this in the old and the new testament so you have a question of does the pot tell the potter what it will be Now, if we were just to go down to someone and, and watch them, you know, sitting at their wheel and and um, crafting something, does the clay give the instructions to the potter, the one who's forming the clay? Does the clay say, I want to be this, I want to be that, I want to do this, I want to do that? It doesn't. And we laugh at that notion, but we have no problem telling the creator of the universe what we want to be when we grow up. You know, that I'll do this and I won't do that. And uh, I think that's a, a place that many are in right now. There's, there's a lot of uh, Christian self-help tapes and videos, and I think those are defeating the purpose of being remade. He makes us into his image. He molds and shapes us by his Holy Spirit to do that. And so I think it's being remade is really different than I think than what a lot of people currently think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? You know, especially with where society is right now, the idea of any kind of personal growth is it seems like it's an outlandish one it seems like it's a foreign idea to to leave anything and become something new and to to become remade you know there's so many memes there's so many tiktoks and instagram videos and posts about just complaining about about life you know, and about where, where we're at, or, you know, we hate this job, or we hate what we're doing with school, or or hate where we're going in life without proper comprehension of our purpose in life. You know, and, and a lot of that just comes from not actually knowing the Lord, which is, you know, again, probably, you know, why, why we're doing this, why, you know, why you specifically wanted to do this, to, to be able to reach out and talk to people, um, to, to spread the gospel, to to offer a message that they they probably have not heard before, and so the this idea of being remade is not popular. It's not comfortable, um, even in the church community. 
you know, like, like dad said, the, the potter and the clay. I mean, even in the, you know, with the church community, that idea just seems foreign unless you are a potter and have worked with clay before. And it's just, it's a difficult concept for a lot of people to understand. And I mean, even, even myself at times of what it really takes, you know, to be a clay vessel and to be constantly being remolded into whatever, whatever I'm supposed to be next. It's a painful process and it's just, it's not, it's just not easy. Yeah. And I, you know, stimulating back to, you know, why, you know, going back to, um, you know, what was it? Freshman, sophomore year, college of, you know, what would I call, you know, a side business or what would I call something I would do freelance and everything came back to, well, you know, my faith has remade me, you know, I was, you know, went through a lot of things so that I could be shaped into what I thought God was taking me to. Um, very painful things. Um, a lot of things were self-imposed. A lot of things were, you know, the Holy Spirit filled, uh, you know, led in that, whether I, if I accepted it or not. Um, and the idea of this verse is the old has passed away. Um, you know, each day we make that conscious decision of, are we going to be new? Are we going to be remade and remolded into what he wants us to be? Um, that concept was just um, baffling, yet at the same time confusing and <laughs> encouraging um, because, you know, coming out of something that I didn't really want to be in, yet I knew I wanted something better. Um, and at the same point, wanting to do anything and everything I could to get out of the situations I was in. Um, and, you know, luckily I turned into or turned to God <laughs> and not relying on the world or myself. Um, so I think, you know, showing that it is definitely a painful process, you know, being remade isn't, isn't the comfortable thing to do. It isn't the desired thing to do. Um, you know, and, and in, in this talking about how to be remade through, you know, asking, you know, what it's like, uh, as a father, you know, what, it, what's, what it's like to be a man after God's own heart, uh, and to grow in that each and every day, um, and to face problems where we may think, you know, we can do it ourselves, but then ultimately saying, you know, what can God do and how can he use us in that? So. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's, uh, one of the misconceptions of our Americanized version of the gospel is that, you know, we sit and listen to teachers, um, preachers, so forth and so on. And, and not everyone's this way. I don't mean to throw everybody into the pool. Um, but, you know, here are, th here are the three things of point of this lesson and, and you do these things and you're good. And it doesn't work that way. Um, yeah, there are things we're commanded to do, uh, you know, to help folks, so forth and so on. But that's not where our salvation comes from. Our salvation comes from him. Um, if we truly are the clay and he is the potter, then the more receptive we are and the more we, we bend to his will, 
Uh, if, in other words, is, is clay that is soft more easily molded than clay that's just about out of moisture and rock hard? Well, breaking into pieces before you can be put back together is going to be a lot more painful than if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if your heart is soft. And that comes from humility. That comes from telling the Lord, I want to hear from you like David. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about him before. I mean, you know, Lord, search me. Is there any way within me that is hurtful? He, David wanted to know if there was something he was doing that he shouldn't be doing. And that's a big part of our growth. If we really want to find out what we need to be doing and how we need to be doing it, he'll show us the way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's tons of examples in the Old Testament. He showed them how to farm. And not many people know this. He showed people how to farm. That, you know, if you want to do barley, then this is how you plant it. And this is how you cultivate it. This is how you harvest it. If you want this crop, he gave specific details. Mm-hmm. Uh, building the tabernacle, he gave specific instructions. Well, these men didn't know how to work gold. They didn't know how to work the wood. So he taught them himself. And we miss, I think we're, we're missing that in our culture, that he wants to do these things for us. It's our job to say, yes, Lord, mm-hmm. you know, to be remade. I want to be remade in your, in your image. You tell me where I'll go, where I won't go. Tell me what I need to speak. Put your word into my mouth. All those kinds of things you know, are mm-hmm. part of that being remade and, and not necessarily I have to re. I have to recreate myself. Mm-hmm. That's the world's take on it. You know, what do I need to be for the world? No. What does he need me to be in his kingdom? Let him decide. And he goes to work. There's no doubt about it. And it can be painful, but then it doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't think it all has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just depends on our will. <laughs> C.S. Lewis talked about this. In, well, he... he actually illustrated it really well in The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. So think back, all of you uh, literary <laughs> scholars, with good old Eustace Scrub. I mean, he's a, he was a scrub of a kid. His own family dete- detested him just because he just was belligerent and a mean-spirited kid and just kind of a punk, you know, a yutz mm-hmm. through and through. And through the entirety of the story, He's just constantly inundated with new information that he had not experienced before. Um, but it was still shirking, I get, you know, the choice, shirking the responsibility of, of where he was. You know, he was on this, he was on a ship. He was in the middle of an ocean, new lands, new, new, new crazy stuff. Uh, and then turns into a dragon, right? Mm-hmm. So he turns into a dragon, has an armband on and becomes this hideous beat, you know, this beast and he's he's clawing and clawing and clawing and it just like it just like keeps growing back and um you know finally he sees aslan he finally has to have that humility to say please help me and if i remember right because i haven't read in a couple years you know aslan sinks his claws into him and it's this incredibly painful moment like just excruciating because He's got this extra layer on, but then, you know, the claws. And then with each, with each swipe, I think, I think it says it just, it became more 
and more of a, just a load being lifted and a, and a weight being taken off the shoulders mm-hmm. and you know, finally having hu- the humility to let, to let the Lord just peel away the scales. So it's kind of a mixture of what we're talking about and what, right. what mm-hmm. Paul went through or before he was Paul and with the scales of, you know, it, it's going to take, it, it may take a, a really obvious thing to bring to us or for us to, to fall to our knees. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it doesn't require as, as intense a thing as you know being turned into a dragon. But the response has to still be the same way. It, it has to be. It has to be the humility to, to fall to the knees, to recognize that Jesus is Lord and is the only one that mm-hmm. can get, that can take away the burdens of sin. And as we were talking, just the the whole the whole use of scrub, I was like, man, I can't believe I forgot about that. And that's what's cool about C.S. Lewis, just because he, he he illustrates these things in a way, you mm-hmm. know, it's the the modern parable. He illustrates in a way that we can't think about otherwise. Yeah, like these foreign concepts, he illustrates so beautifully, and ultimately tells tells a fantastic story and retells the fantastic story of. You know, of Christ and, and his work that he's doing in all of us. Fantastic book. Not sponsored, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but I think going back to Eustace, it's important to see when he gets turned into a dragon, he he tries to take it off himself. Right. He's scratching himself. He's, you know, you know, running into things. He's scraping himself on trees. Like, yet when he goes and tries to get help from people, they are trying to kill him because they don't know who he is. Um, and you know, that part takes me back to when, you know, you know, before all of this, you know, where I was doing the same thing personally, you know, I was taking, taking things out on people, you know, I was filled with anger. I was, you know, I had a hard heart, um, and it, it hurt to get broken. You know, God did a lot to break my heart, um, to the point where, you know, it's probably one of the best stories I have of one of our, our relationship dad is, you know, me walking into the house and usually I just, you know, whip around the corner and go to the room. And one night you stopped me and you never stopped me. And you just said, what's wrong. And that, and I just, it, it literally felt like that, you know, burden lifted. And I felt that I could talk yes to my dad, but at the same time I was able to actually, you know, talk to the father and receive his help um, just because of the few simple words of what is wrong and, you know, things that I've been holding in for, you know, eight, 10 months. And it was eating at me. It was eating at our relationship, Josh. And to a point where we couldn't stand each other, um, you know, we would literally get in yelling matches over food or over TV shows, movies, you know, we still sometimes do that, but more, it's more friendly now. It's it's out of a heart of love and not just, I can't stand your point of view, so I'm going to argue with you <laughs> like a bunch of angry cats. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, but at that time, you know, things changed. At that point, like, I didn't think I was able to be somebody who, you know, you had raised us to be. Um, you know, you raise us to have, you know, a soft heart to, you know, love those who, you know, were broken and to go into the deep places where, you know, we didn't want to be, but we had to be, uh, for his kingdom. And like that realization of, 
you know, this is the first step to be, to being remade. And I'm not done like (laughs) each and every day. Like, no, it's a lifelong process. Yeah. And you know, that, that is one of the first times and, you know, in the imagery of trying to do it myself, like a useless and a dragon to then letting Christ take everything away from me. Um, still battle with anger, still battle with everything. But, um, you know, just because we you know do follow Christ doesn't mean we're not going to have burdens and we're not going right. to um, struggle with things. Well, and I think that's uh, something to a, a strong message for people today, whether they are Christians or not. There's the perception of perfection, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think Jesus showed us, yes, he died without sin, but notice when we when you look at when you define the word perfection it means to finish it doesn't mean spot free it doesn't mean without error it means to com- to complete something that that's what that word means and so how did how did jesus uh, finish his life here on earth it is finished mm-hmm. And so that's the perfection right there. And so we strive thinking, well, I don't want to be making mistakes. Well, it's not about making mistakes. It's about finishing what mm-hmm. you started. And so you're on this road. You started this walk. You know, things have happened to you. It started back in high school with, you know, torn ACL and then another torn ACL. And and those things is the Lord saying no to something, but more importantly, it's, Put your eyes mm-hmm. upon me, and I yeah. and I'm going to prepare you for things later on um, that will be even harder for you to do if you are not able to uh, overcome mm-hmm. what's going on now. And that's part of that being remade. That's you know, sadly, pain is part of that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, some people seem to go through more than others. Some seem to be able to endure more pain than others. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those, it's part of that process. But I think it's important to remember, you know, perfection in God's eyes is to finish the race. Mm-hmm. Not just be without mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall. We're going to, we've got to get up and keep moving, keep trucking. So yeah. that's what you boys do. <laughs> keep going. Try to at least. <clears throat> From your positions in life is different from mine Mm -hmm. to watch teachers for example to watch people and um to encourage them you know in their journey well it's not my journey you know it's it's their ultimate decision to make so you know is it is it all pain no no, there's joy, there's comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, even amongst the pain, there's peace. Um, to know that he is there with you. He is walking with you through that time. And then once you emerge out of that episode, and I'll just say, I think that's a good <laughs> way to put it, is it's an episode, it's a, a, a period of time or a season, as some people call it, Um but to watch people grow and mature, there's there's the joy in it for me at this point in my life. Um, to watch them grow and mature and and start really trusting the Lord and giving their life to Him and 
And, um, and I couldn't help them do that if I hadn't gone through what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. And the same is going to happen with you guys is that the things you go through today, you know, like I've told you since you were little, that, you know, God uses your today to prepare for his tomorrow. You know, he has, he knows what's coming. It's a good thing we don't know what's coming, <laughs> you know, uh, good, bad, mm-hmm. or otherwise. And he, he tells the prophet, hey, I could tell you, you know, what's coming, but you wouldn't believe me anyway Yeah. if I told you. So it's best that we don't know. But I think there's that, there's a joy in that in watching people truly give their life to him and just, and, and this is not a one, two, three, four step program that everyone follows Mm -hmm. you know after one month you're here after six months (laughs) you're there no no i mean um it took moses what 40 years you know i don't know if we all have that much time you know like Mm -hmm. he does but or did but everyone's different and how they're going to respond and what they need to do and according to Mm -hmm. god's will his timing and his kingdom for what he needs you to do next and so i think it it comes back to humility and, you know, wanting him to have that. And once you have that, then you can have that peace that, okay, I'm not in control. He's in control. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of comfort, you know, when you get through those tough seasons and as you're walking and growing and he gives you some breathing room, you know, to absorb that teaching. He doesn't just dump it all on you at once. Um, you know, to, to watch you go through what you went through in high school, then be able to do the things you did in college. Mm-hmm. To do the things you did in college, you wouldn't have been able to done if you hadn't have torn two ACLs. I'm pretty confident of that. <laughs> okay, so people can say, oh, that's harsh and that's hard. Well, I don't look at it that way. It's, you know, if God permits it, if God orchestrates whatever happens in our lives, then there's a good in that. You know, he works all things to the good of those who love him. So even if it is painful or not, he's going to work the good into that. And so there's a comfort and a peace that can come along with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all good stuff. <laughs> but I, but it's probably easier for my end of life than it is y'all's end of the life. Yeah, we're just starting. <laughs> you know, you're just starting out, and I'm just kind of like, you know, well, is it downhill from here? <laughs> you know? But I hope, you know, well, I, you know, I hope it's not, you know, just all downhill, but... Um, It'd be like a nice decline. You know, I, I think there's probably more years behind me than there are ahead. <laughs> but, you know, it's... it's I wouldn't trade it. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back at the hardest times. Those are the times I cherish the most. Hmm. I can start to agree with that. I cherish those the most. Yeah. That's when I felt him the most. That's when, I, But that's when I was seeking him the most mm-hmm. and desired him to be close. That's yeah. Those were the times where he revealed a part of his character to me. Yeah. You know, so I think that's good stuff. Um, we shouldn't try to avoid his discipline, you know, his hand to mold and shape us, to remake us in what he wants us to be, because there's good yeah. things that come out on the end. Because yeah, we don't know 
how our positive, how our response to him, when we say yes to him, how that's going to help somebody mm-hmm. in their life. We don't know yeah. how that's all going to you know, ripple out and affect the people around us. So, you know, um, it's good stuff. Yeah. I think we don't see that. We don't see, sometimes we don't get to see the fruit of right. those things. Right. Um, That's right. Until like, I think it was, uh, it was one of the first times I got to like actually give a, like a big, you know, Devo or, uh, you know, tell my story to people. And, you know, I had just a few people come up to me afterwards. Um, but then they said, you know, I never knew you were going through that or like after you telling me that, you know, I've been struggling with this and then it just opened a completely other door where I, I wouldn't have been able to talk to them about that because, you know, from the point that they were, you know, showing me everything was fine. Um, you know, same thing that I was doing to other people, you know, I was putting up a lot of walls, you know, to protect myself. Um, but I think being able to go through those things, like you said, even, even at a young age, you know, which was only, it was, it was about three years ago. Um, I think that again was just the start of him saying, you know, this is what I need you to be doing. And, you know, honestly, that's kind of where this started. Um, you know, Josh, you kind of said, Hey, you probably should do this. <laughs> you should do, you know, motivational speaking or, you know, you should get, do this more. And I was just kind of, ah, that's whatever. Um, but within the last, you know, four or five months, it's been on me, you know, in worship to him of saying, you need to do this. You right. need to sit down, you know, with your brother, with your dad and talk about these things. And it wasn't, you know, I would talk to people and they'd, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. But it never was. It kind of was just there. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just my own thought. But when it keeps happening for five, six months and it's in worship, not, you know, in day to day of doing creative stuff or whatever. No, when it's me fully worshiping him and he's putting this on me over and over, you know. I couldn't help but do it because, right. you know, and, and then bringing it to y'all, y'all were just like, okay, let's do it. Like what, what's holding you back? And, you know, here we are <laughs> starting it. And so yep. I think, yep. you know, this was a very good thing uh, to start. So, well, thank y'all for coming. It's, it was a great first talk about uh, how we're being remade. Um, Hopefully in the you know next few episodes, we'll talk about the next steps in that and some things that we can uh, do from there and going from there and or even help people start that first step in accepting the being remade part. Um, and thank you all for uh, tuning in. See you next time. Mm-hmm.